Do you have a reservation? What's the name? Oh, yes. Here you are. So glad you're here. I've been expecting you. I'm Tori Shira. But you already knew that, didn't you? Are you ready to fall in love with your direct sales business and purpose again? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Girl Boss Rehab. Hey, GBR family. I am so excited to be here and have a couple of moments with you. I just recorded the sweetest thing with my daughter, uh, Jay. I recorded it because I was like, you know, I'd love to get a child's perspective of what it looks like when mommy does a network marketing business, health and wellness. And then what does it look like? Well, you know, what does she think about the podcast and mommy having this podcast equipment? And she's seen me move from the closet with uh, my girlfriend, Tracy, with our podcast to the basement. And then now into my office, which is crazy. And she's kind of, she's seen us grow through it. And it's just her words. And what she said about it was just so, so eye-opening. So I don't know exactly when that will air or if I will add E's take on it as well and just see what she says. Because I think it is important that we, you know, check. I mean, it's like the check engine light or, you know, like where's the gas gauge? Where do my kids see my energy going? I want to know where they see it and what their thoughts are and what their thought process is. And honestly, to hear Jules talk about what she thought what was going to happen or what I was going to do, um, it was a little eye-opening. And so I think that's just a gift. And so maybe I, like I said, I don't know when exactly that episode will come out and if it will just be her or if I'll get Ems's input as well and add that so you've got the eight-year-old and the nine-year-old perspective from those couple of things. But yeah, so it was just real sweet, but it certainly lit a fire under me to keep going, to keep sharing, to keep talking. And I'm on here today because as I was scrolling, I'm not going to lie, one of the hardest things that I struggle with is scrolling social media and really having discipline in the mindless scroll. Like I will scroll Instagram and just keep flipping through, flipping through. I'll go through reels and I'll just, I'll save reels. Uh, save the audios thinking that, you know, oh, I'll use this audio for something. And no, you know, I have a hundred thousand sitting in there and saved. And that's a lie. I tell myself just as much, but I do. I want to think that that's what I'm, I'm doing. And it's not always necessarily true because I'm fooling myself. I'm procrastinating. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so all that to say is that if that's something that you struggle with, you're not alone. Uh, it's very easy to get into that habit, and I need to find a way to break it. So if you've got something that's helped you break that of the mindless scroll, I've tried to do the screen timers, right, where it's like uh, you run out of time for apps. I think you can set that up on the iPhone, and it worked for a little bit, but then it didn't, and then it was just add more time, you know, those kind of things. 
if you have a good system that works, let me know. I would love to hear it. So something that I've seen more so in uh, the last couple of days was really people clinging to and posting. And I, I want to say they're clinging to is this like memes or quotes talking about like, you don't have to do more, do more, do more, do more. Like, let's pull back. Let's do less and rest in that. And I really think the tide is shifting. And I really think that people are seeing that the overwhelm of I've got to have it all to be it all to be enough, they're finding out that that's empty and that they are exhausted and burned out and they got the promotion, they won the trip, they got what they wanted, but then they're like, oh, that's it. Like it wasn't everything that they wanted and it doesn't sit right and it doesn't feel right. It feels exhausting or it feels it lacks so much. And it's honestly, I know that feeling so well because I've done it. I've felt it for years and years and try to convince myself that, no, 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 this is just the way it works. This is just what sales is, a monthly thing. I mean, my husband is in sales. So I know the end of the month is crucial in any sales business. That's what that is. You know, I mean, it's you go to the car dealership the week before the end of the month and then you go on the last day. That's when you go and buy the car because they're wheeling and dealing and want to meet their quotas. Like those are little things that in the sales world you just learn. But network marketing doesn't have to be that way. It's not some compensations plan, yes, promote it that way. Yes, there are going to be monthly incentives. But if you are looking at it as a long game, the long game, like, okay, so there is an incentive to get three new customers this month. And, you know, there will be another incentive to get three more customers next month. Great. You know that. But you also know that if there's going to be this incentive this month, there's also going to be another incentive, most likely next month or the next quarter, there's going to be something. So you don't have to close people prematurely when they're not ready to commit or you don't have to short sale your products. Here's $10 off. Here's another incentive. Like I'll pay for your yearly membership, da, 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 all the things to get them there. You don't. If you are looking at it and going, okay, here's the long game. I want to increase my team size by 10% or my active consultants, ambassadors, you know, distributors, whatever you call them. I want to increase that quarterly by 10% or I want to increase my commissions by 10% over the next year. Like, you have mile markers and things, but if you're looking at it as the long game, there's not that that rush. There's not that overwhelm of, oh my gosh, there's only three days left of the month and I got two customers, but I don't have that third and I need to get that third. And then you sell your soul to get that third just to get it, right? And then they don't order again and then they you never see them again. They ghost you or you prematurely, you get them on and 
and they're not really ready and you're not really ready to commit to the customer service at all. And it's, it's just an awful cycle. So I guess that's what I, I'm, I'm here to say. I'm here to say I want you to see the tide shift. I want you to recognize it. If you are not already there, if you are still hustling so much so that your family doesn't see you the last three days of the month and that, you know, oh, mommy's got this phone. Like if you're still doing that, I'm going to love you where you're at because you don't see it yet, but you will. You will. And I'm crazy now. I get that. I understand that this doesn't make sense to you. And to you as an outsider looking in, and if you know me personally, and if you know my network marketing business personally, if you and I have at some point been team members or have had a conversation in one of our network marketing events, I look crazy to you and you don't get it. And you probably are thinking, what is she telling people? And she's so wrong. And there's no way that what she's doing works. And she's only at this level. I'm not going to take advice from somebody that I wouldn't want to train places with. Fine. Fine. Whatever thought that you have about what I'm encouraging you, wanting you to consider, wanting you to change how I think that you should transform your business and your thought process. I get that it doesn't make sense. And I get that you're not there yet. And that's okay. That's okay. I love you. I know the cycle you're in and I know where your beliefs are because I was you. And so I understand that. And that's okay. That's okay. Call me crazy. Say whatever you want about me. And that's fine. That's fine. But I will tell you what, that there is so much peace on the other side, so much peace that I have, so much joy that I have, so much passion, so much more purpose, so much more direction and clarity that I have on the other side of that bullet train that I was on of just go, go, hustle, hustle. This is the way, this is the way, this is the way, this is the way. Do this, do more, do this, do more. That I'm not getting back on. I'm not. You may figure it out tomorrow. You may. I don't know. You may figure it out. You may be listening to this podcast 10 years from now and figuring it out. However long it takes you, I pray that you figure it out. I pray that God uses whatever he's got for you to remind you that chasing the rank, chasing the promotion, chasing the next thing in your business is not all that there is. And once you figure that out, the whole world changes. The whole world changes. I know, I look at my network marketing friends, I look at them and their network marketing business is everything. And that is awesome. And I'm happy for them. And I know some of them are absolutely in a place of peace and joy about it. I totally understand that. But then I also see the other friends. There's a book in them. I see that there's a podcast in them. 
I see that God is wanting to do so much more through them, but they can't. They can't open up the box for God. They think that everything is going to come in this box, this network marketing box. And until the roof breaks off of that box or it breaks in and God clears the way, somehow clears your priorities, once he wipes that all away, then that's when the whole world opens up and all the everything becomes sparkling new. Everything in front of you becomes gold because it's so incredible to see when you have so many more options. And I say that in this business because I, the majority of people in our business are moms, are women, are, they start this as a little bit. You start as a little bit. I'm going to do a little bit. I just need to make the $200. I just need to get my products paid for. Very few, very few start this as I'm going to make this a six-figure income, which there are there. There are those exceptions. There are those outliers. And they come in here. They check all the compensations plan. That's awesome. I'm happy for them. There are those exceptions. But they start for the little bit. And once they get the little bit, then it grows into a little bit more. And it grows into a little bit more. But then they become so dependent on the little bit. Your lifestyle changes when that little bit income comes in, right? Like all of a sudden, your paycheck pays for that car payment because you had to get a new car. You know, you were able to get a new car. You were able to put down a down payment. And now your monthly paycheck pays for your car payment. Like I got to keep going this wheel. I've got I this this little bit, you know, and now so, well, it only makes sense that now that I've got the little bit coming in and I've got this car payment coming in, then why wouldn't I go for the next rank and go for the, you know, and, and increase the income? Because now you feel like you're on this path, right? You feel like you're on this path. And well, of course, this is, this is the path. Like the path is a limitless income, right? The, you know, the sky is the limit when it comes to your income. And you're thinking, like, okay, well, that's it. Clearly, this is what God, God wanted me to get the little bit to get me going to wet my appetite for this kind of business. But what if, what if that's not it at all? What if God did that to fill the gap? Okay, you were worried about how that car payment was gonna get paid. He gave you this, okay? He gave you this, all right, I'm gonna give her this to get her. But this is not where I want her long-term. This is not, I don't need her to be at the top of the company. I need her to let go of the anxiety and the fear of how this car payment is going to get paid. And so she's got this. All I want her is here at this this little bit level. So she is more at peace. And so she will trust me more when I call her into the church and to serve in the nursery full time without an income. What about that? If you have been stuck at a rank for so long, and you are going, God, what, what, you know, and you are on every leadership call and you are on every book club and you are on every opportunity meeting. You go to all of the events and you've got the coaching calls, but you have not moved. Have you asked God? Have you literally asked him, what am I missing, Lord? Where do you want me, Lord? Was this so I would meet somebody here? Like, is that what I'm supposed to be looking at? Is that I'm supposed to be looking at a relationship? 
Is there something that you're telling yourself, no, 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 that doesn't come with an income, so I can't do that because I'm trying to build this as a business. This is going to be my retirement plan. Or have you asked God? Or do you need to make peace that the little bit is what it is? Like, it's okay. It is okay to be at mid-management. It is okay to make $500 extra a month. Y'all, that is $6,000 a year. That's a good chunk of change for any family. That's more than most raises in a year, honestly. So like, where, where are you with that? But you might not be there yet. And that's okay. If you're not there yet, I hope you're still listening. I hope you're still listening. Maybe this is just planting seeds in the back of your head. And maybe six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, God will come back and say, okay, you remember that one podcast that you listened to that you thought the girl was crazy? I need you to listen to that again. Because there is something inside of you and now you're ready to hear it. And now you're ready to listen. My joke is there's a bright pink coat that I have. Bright and fuzzy and it's gorgeous. And I only get to wear it at certain places because really it's kind of a dressy coat. And then when it is dressy, you kind of have to, can only wear certain colors with this bright fuchsia pink coat. And so I get to wear it a handful of times. But I love this coat. So... When I typically wear this coat, I typically get a lot of compliments on it because it's a beautiful fuzzy coat, <laughs> okay? And people just touch it. That's, I don't know if you're one of those, like where in, you're in the store and you have to touch all the sweaters because you have to just feel what they feel like because I have to touch things to know that they're soft. You can't just not touch things. And um, so when somebody compliments me on the coat... I smile and just say, oh, thank you so much. I like to blend in. And that's my joke. I'll say it a thousand times. I'll continue to say it. Sometimes I'll say it when I'm wearing like my bright pink anything because I wear pink a lot. I've got pink in my hair. I've got color in my hair. I tend to stand out sometimes. Uh, when I was a teenager, you wouldn't have caught me dead standing out. Like I wanted to be not lost in the crowd. I wanted to be in the crowd of the crowd, but do not pick me out of the crowd because then my heart's beating a thousand miles per hour and I don't know what to do with it. And I am nervous and getting singled out was like my greatest nightmare, which is funny because I did public speaking and speech and debate. And then I also did theater. And maybe that's just how God prepared my heart. I don't know. But when I thought about this podcast and I thought about all the like, okay, God, you want me to do what? You want me to say, this is not the season for it, Lord. Like, do you know what's going on in my business? Do you know what, <laughs> what others are saying about me? Do you know the conversations that are being had about my business, about, you know, about me and the where I have been. And um, and it was, he just put it on my heart and he said, I know, I, I am a part of all of those conversations. And 
the idea that Noah, and I'm not comparing myself to Noah, y'all. It's not that. I pray that I'm not Noah uh, or anything compared to Noah. Noah, think about the courage Noah had to continue to build that ark for years. Years he had to continue to build that ark. And people called him crazy. People laughed at him. He was ridiculed. He, I mean, years. And every day he had to show up to build that ark to complete that because that's where God called him. Like, think about how exhausted and worn down we get when we just think that there's one group of people talking about us. Or if we post something on social media and, you know, 10 people make negative comments or three people make negative comments. Like, think about how we take that. I mean, think about Noah's day when, I mean, he, everybody was talking about Noah and like, do you, did you see how far he along is that? Like, that is such a waste of time. He is doing what? If he thinks that water's going to fall out of the sky, that man is nuts. And honestly, I probably would have been one of those, right? Like, the man is building for something. He's like, it's going to, it's going to, water's going to fall out of the sky. It's going to be called rain and, and it's going to flood and y'all all need to confess your sins and come back to God. And okay, old man, you keep building over there. That looks fun. All right. Yeah. When's that going to happen? Soon, huh? Mm, okay. You have fun with that. Now, the length of time. Do you think that he got beaten down? Do you think that he was worn down with all of that? People calling him crazy. People, I mean, like, do you think that he went to doubt like God going, God, are you sure? Did you say that the boat was this big? Like, did I mishear you? Could we make this smaller? Or, you know, you know what? God, are we this is really, really what you wanted me to do? Um, you know, my whole family's getting laughed at here. Uh, and you just had this conversation with me, and I'm trying to tell the whole family that, yep, we're on board and they believe me because I have faith in you, Lord, but I'm starting it out. I mean, John Baptist even had doubt when he was in prison. I mean, he sent messengers to ask God, like, are you the one that we're waiting for? Or is there somebody else? Like, John the Baptist baptized Jesus and then was in prison getting like, okay, are we sure? Like, are you sure? Is that what I heard? Because now the talk's getting real. The, the fire is getting hotter and I don't know like what's coming. And I'm saying that because the amount of time that Noah had to listen to that and all of the ridicule and everything like that, I don't know that I have that in me, but I know that I won't live past 100 years. God willing, Jesus, please, Lord, come. I don't know that I have that in me to be somebody like Noah. Like, I would much rather be someone like David, where it was like, okay, um, all right, I'll take on the Philistine. I'll knock him out. But, you know, and then there's the question of, well, you need to wear armor. And then it's like, no, I can't wear that. Like, you know, it's a much shorter period of time. And then I knock out Goliath and let's wrap this thing up. And then everybody's like, oh, OK, you weren't crazy. You're right. You did kill the Goliath. Thank you. Awesome. You're wonderful. Did become a while before he became king. But there was that like almost that instant gratification, not instant. And we're not talking microwave but a much shorter period where people realized, oh, what God did tell you or what God did say that was going to happen through you happened. And I would much rather be David than I would rather be Noah. Do I think that's the case? I don't know. 
I mean, this is certainly not a 24 hour turnaround where, you know, all of a sudden people are going, yeah, right. You know, like I'm just seeing the whole network marketing industry change. It's not. But I am seeing a tide. I am seeing a shift in people that are talking and wanting to quit hearing the messages of do more, do more, do more, do more. Like they're tired of it. You should be tired of it. And if you're not, that's okay. You're not there yet. But it's coming. It's coming. And while that's encouragement to me, that does make me somewhat excited that, you know, it's, and it, I know it's not just me talking and telling this. I know there's a whole wave of people who are coming out and saying that you don't, you, you don't have to hustle. And it's not that hustle is a bad word. Hustle is not a bad word. There is a time and a place for hard work. I'm not saying that you don't have to work hard in this. I'm saying you have to show up in this. I'm saying you have to show up well where God wants you to show up. And that looks different for everybody. I can't give you a roadmap. I can't say, okay, well, if you want to know God's will, like, let's talk about your IPAs, income producing activities. And you, you know, let's, this is not what that is. I'm not going to tell you six ways to rank by next month. That's not me. Sorry. Would I love to do that? Yeah, because that'd be easy. I mean, to tell you it would be easy. To give you actual action items will be easy. But what this podcast is, this podcast is about faith. This podcast is calling you to have a deeper relationship with Jesus and for you to have that one-on-one relationship with him. Have the community, have the mentors, but be crystal clear, crystal clear in your personal priorities that God has given you and what you, what he wants you to do. It's okay to be wrong. I was wrong for a long time. I thought, I thought that God was giving me a vision of being on a stage as a a rank thing, as a part of my business and my network marketing business. That's what I thought. And while I, I still see that stage, I'm the one that associated the rank and that it had to be through this business when very clearly neither one of those things need to be true for me to be on a stage. So. GBR family, I love you. I love you where you're at. If you have figured it out and you're like, yes, I'm done with that side. Awesome. If you haven't yet, that's okay too. You're welcome here. You will always be welcome here. I love you and I am going to continue to love you and I am going to continue to pray for you. And I'm praying for everybody on this point. Like this industry, I feel is such a gift to God's people, to God's moms, to God's women, like because of the way that he can use it however he wants. We've just twisted it so much, right? So I love you. I'm praying for you. Come back. Come back each week you know what? You may not be ready to hear this yet. Every episode may not apply to you. Okay, no big deal. But what I do hope, what I do hope that it inspires you to do in the meantime, is I hope it inspires you to know that one, that there are others out there, okay, 
that are not wanting the hustle culture and you can serve those, right? You can serve those. You can talk to those people, okay? Maybe this podcast will help you understand your team members more when you're like, I don't understand. She had the drive. Now she doesn't have the drive, but she's still, but I don't know. I don't, it's different now. Maybe it'll help you understand them. I don't know. Maybe it'll help you understand people that are out, other people that are coming in. But keep coming back. I love you. And I'll see you next week. Great session today. I'll see you back here next week. In the meantime, be sure to follow the real Shira on Instagram. And if you have any questions between this week and next week's session, be sure to email me at girlboss.rehab at gmail.com. And remember, God already factored in stupidity when he assigned us our mission and purpose. Mm-hmm.